This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's get into it. College football's national championship game tonight in Inglewood, California. It is TCU taking on Florida or Florida, Georgia, Georgia, minus 13, Georgia, minus 500 on the money line, TCU plus 375, total set at 63 and a half. I'm telling you, it takes a while to get that brain going. We saw this open up, Georgia minus 13 and a half, minus 14. Now it's down to 13. So we're seeing money come in on the Horn Frogs. And you said to me before the show, and I, I think you're right, how are you supposed to, in good conscience, lay 13 in a national championship game, particularly when you're talking about a TCU club, forget the fact that they've made it this far. And this is an exceptional team, but they are one of the best covering teams in the country. You got to have some real stones to lay it with Georgia. I feel like. Yeah, I think it goes against every fiber of my betting being to lay 13 points in a national championship game because both these teams had to do something to get to mm-hmm. where they are. And Maybe it's the luck factor for TCU because that's what we've been saying all season long. TCU is like the Vikings of the college football world, and they've had a lot of luck. They've won a lot of close games. But here's the thing. They don't have to win. They just need to keep it within two touchdowns. That is the factor that I'm looking at because you can tell me every single way in which Georgia is better than TCU, but it's built into the line. Mm-hmm. That is the handicap. That's why Georgia's favored. So I think at the end of the day, TCU is a team that, you know, has been incredibly good, even against a market that has not liked this team. 10-3-1 against the number this year, compared to Georgia, who's just 7-7 seven and seven against the number, did not cover last time out. And also, the defense has looked not nearly as dominant as it has been in the past. Uh, 71 points given up over the last two games. Mm-hmm. And also, Ohio State, who is a prolific offense. Like, I'll give them that. They probably have more depth than TCU. But still, they give up 467 yards of offense to Ohio State and 41 points. So I think TCU maybe can score some points here. I am not stepping in front of the wagon that's been TCU. I agree with you. I agree with you on every single point. Do you think that we're all being we're all being fooled here? Like the wolves being pulled over our eyes in that in a championship game? Like you get 13 points with a team that looks fantastic, has been a covering machine for most of the season. I believe TCU is the fourth best covering team in the entire country. They've never trailed after regulation. Like you can just go on and on and on and make the case for TCU. And I'm with you. That That is the side I'm going to bet. I think the Horn Frogs are the right side. But the number is the number for a reason. So what are we missing here? Because I don't know anyone, maybe there's a handful of people, that, that like Georgia, but most everyone I see who is a sports better, who has put down some sharp action, whatever it is, everyone is on TCU. And as you know, that's when Vegas cashes. Yeah, I just, I feel like if you bet the other side, Georgia, and you lay 13 points, and then TCU keeps it close, like you look at the information in front of you, and you'll shake your head and say, why didn't I just look at the information that was provided in front of me? Mm-hmm. It almost seems too simple but it almost reminds me of the Bengals last season in which they didn't win the Super Bowl, yeah. but they covered because they were a team that was undervalued the entire postseason. So when we see these championship games, I am more just attuned to take the points, even if it's a shorter spread. 
but we're talking to upwards, uh, talking about upwards of a touchdown and a half uh, or a touchdown to field goal, I guess I should say. Uh, so that's the thing. If you're playing in the national championship, you're going to be fighting till the last moments. Do you think Max mm-hmm. Duggan is going to fold in the second half just because they're down? No, I think the back door is going to be wide open. Honestly, I feel like this game could be a lot closer than this spread indicates too, because if any team is played with will and sheer determination, it's Max Duggan and this TCU team who also have a blue chip receiver and uh, that I think Georgia might struggle with. Uh, we cannot play player props here in Tennessee, but I do think Brock Bowers probably has a big game. Uh, mm-hmm. The stud tight end from Georgia has been a matchup problem for just about everybody. I think that continues to be the case here. And also I think their other tight end, uh, Washington, maybe nursing some kind of injury. So I can't even see the numbers here, but I believe Brock Bowers probably has a big game too. But I will be sticking with the points in TCU. Yeah, I think that's a good player prop if you could bet it for sure. And I like a Quentin Johnson prop as Mm -hmm. well. Quentin Johnson for TCU, their stud receiver who is as good as anyone in college football, had 153 yards receiving in that game against Michigan. So a couple props I think are a good way to go if you don't want to bet a side. But I'll tell you this as well. One thing that surprised me, and I did not, full disclosure, I did not think TCU was going to be able to handle Michigan's physicality. Now, Michigan did give it away a couple times where it just made completely boneheaded plays, lost their mind on that trick play, had a botched handoff. However, TCU still had a couple pick sixes in that game. They were the more physical team. They outrushed Michigan by 100 yards in that game. And this is this is a Michigan team known for being physical, known for punishing you, known for saying, yeah, you try and stop us. We're going to hand off the football, and then we'll pass it when we need to. I was blown away that the Horn Frogs seem to be the more physical club. And I said this before, but I think if you take TCU off the helmet and you just look at how they play, you might have a different view. I, I, I do believe there's some bias built into the fact that we're talking about TCU. If this is another team, we probably give them more credit. Yeah, and I think it's SEC versus Big 12. And most people will yeah. always side with the SEC, especially after seeing Alabama absolutely dismantle a pretty mm-hmm. solid Kansas State team. Do you ever see games like this and it makes you nervous about taking like the Big 12 side? Or do you think each game is its complete uh, own matchup? Because that's where I tend to think. But I've seen people saying, well, you know, the SEC is way better than the Big 12. Just look what Alabama did to K-State. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. No, I, I don't think so either. And I think that you can get to nuance where top to bottom is the SEC better. Yes. I also think that the SEC is more top heavy than the Big 12. And maybe overall you can make a case. There are more quality teams in the Big 12. Does it make the Big 12 a better conference? No, not necessarily. But I think that argument gets way more simplified than it should be. Let me ask you this. When you talk about motivation, this is, this is going to be a real interesting case as far as motivation goes. Because if you're Georgia, you know the drill, right? You're the defending national champions. You're favored by two touchdowns. You should win this game. Everyone expects you to win this game. So Kirby Smart has to make sure his guys stay focused. I don't think that'll be too much of a problem. But man, a team that will come in motivated, you will not find one more than TCU. Because all they've heard all season long is you're not legit. You're not legit. You're not legit. They haven't won a national title since 1938. They went 5-7 and seven last year. Sonny Dykes 
is hardly going to have to say a word. It's just going to be no one expects us to win. So let's go out there and shock the world because no one expected us to be there, but we're going to get it done. I, I want to see if if Georgia can sort of handle TCU initially. I think TCU is going to be really fired up to start, and then we're going to slow things down just a little bit. I don't think it's a matter of motivation because it's not like Georgia players have won multiple national titles. And plus, people have been overlooking Stetson Bennett all season long mm -hmm. despite winning True. a national title just last year. So I don't think it's motivation that's the factor that's like not in the stat sheet. Honestly, I feel like it's more of the pressure angle because now mm. Georgia is expected to win this game. They are expected to be dominant. And it's almost like, well, you're Georgia. You're supposed to win another one. And TCU is playing with house money. There's going to be way less pressure on this TCU team that's probably going to play a little bit looser and uh, maybe a little bit more calm coming into this game. So I think that's more of the angle is the pressure as opposed to the motivation. That's a good point. And I also think that we don't give Stetson Bennett nearly enough credit for what he's done as Georgia court as Georgia's quarterback. When you talk about Georgia, what do you always talk about? Immediately, their defense. And their defense is first rate. Now, it was better last season. And I don't think anyone saw Ohio State putting up 41 on them in the Peach Bowl. But when you look at their offense, Stetson Bennett has been remarkable. We know his story. They what is he supposed to be here? This guy's a walk-on. He had four touchdowns in the SEC championship game. Last time out, he had 398 yards passing, three scores against Ohio State, and he's 27-1 and as a starter over the past two seasons. We tend to look at him as this plucky guy who overcame obstacles, but he he's moved far beyond that into a very good quarterback. Oh, for sure. And he deserves to be in that conversation of the best quarterbacks in college football, despite not getting much run mm -hmm. in the Heisman Trophy race. But what I'm really interested to see is if Georgia wins this again, is Stetson Bennett once again going to turn up the 33-year-old bottle of Pappy Van Winkle and then go on Good Morning <laughs> America and look completely hungover? Uh, that's what I'm hoping to see. Uh, if Georgia does win, but... I don't know. I'll be rooting for TCU. Doesn't it feel like most of America is probably rooting for TCU just because it's been such a great story? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know how it is. Everyone loves to see the top dog get knocked off. Everyone loves to see the heavy favorite suffer an upset. So if you're just a casual college football fan or someone who follows the season, you don't really have a team that, that you side with, it's got to be TCU because – who wouldn't love to see this story and to see George get knocked off after being so dominant for the majority of the season? That's generally the way sports works, but I think it's a little different here because TCU going into this season was 300 to 1 mm -hmm. to win the national title. This is not a team like, I don't know, Michigan or Oklahoma or even North Carolina, you know, some team that was expected to have a good season. No one expected TCU at 300 to one to be in this spot. So I think we're going to have a lot of people pulling for them because of that aspect. Oh yeah. Because normally there's not a ton of parody in college football because recruiting is so important. And I think that's mm -hmm. maybe the knock against TCU is if some of their top line guys get hurt, they don't have the depth that teams like Georgia have, even though they're filling running back did a nice job against Michigan. So I'm riding with the frogs tonight. Please don't let me down. But in the end, I think it is too many points. Give me TCU. I'm with you on that. And you mentioned TCU's running back, Kendra Miller. Now, he injured his leg against Michigan. 
And right now he's going to be a game time decision. So Sonny Dyke says it is a 50-50 call. He will warm up with the team and then we'll decide as we get ready for kickoff whether or not he's healthy enough to go. That would be huge. He's an absolute beast at running back and has paced him for most of the season. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.